Miracy. Hello, I'm Katie Valentine, host of Soul Savvy Business, and today we're going to share a different kind of episode. You likely listen to Soul Savvy Business because you enjoy being inspired by our guests who are successfully integrating their spiritual and entrepreneurial lives. That's why I thought you might be interested in a brand new show that just launched on Miracy FM Podcast Network. It's called The Self-Awakened Lifestyle, and it's hosted by my colleague Esco Wilson, who is a lifestyle designer and performance coach. Esco's early life of crime and redemption reads like a movie. In the podcast, he brings all of that hard-earned wisdom to bear as he guides his guests through a difficult issue or challenge. Through the mind-body-spirit connection, they expand what's possible. To give you a taste of it, we're running an episode from that show right here in the Soul Savvy Business feed. I chose this particular episode because Esco's guest went through a powerful health crisis that taught her how to trust herself implicitly. In the episode, Esco encourages her to leverage that trust to the task at hand, which is launching a jewelry design business. I hope it inspires you. I knew it. I knew that there was something. I knew something was off. You know, we know best. We know our bodies, especially if we're connected with ourselves. I am Esco Wilson, and this is the Self-Awakened Lifestyle. I'm a lifestyle designer and performance coach, and I've helped hundreds of professionals learn how to tap into the power of their innate potential and thrive on a whole new level. I've seen lives changed, I've seen my own life change, and I wanna help more people. That's what this podcast is all about, bringing my own experience together with scientific principles and holistic practices to help listeners enhance their personal and professional performance. In each episode, I guide my guests through a difficult issue or challenge, and through the mind-body-spirit connection, we will expand what's possible. When I was about 19, 20, I'm just starting to sell drugs. And there is some levels of success. There is some momentum. And the vision that I had in my head was, I am making more money than all of my parents. So I had my mother, my biological mother, my father got remarried. So that's my stepmother and then my father. So their combined income is less than my income. That was like my goal. So that was my passion project. I am going to buy a house. I'm going to buy a car, no question. And I went ahead and I purchased a Pathfinder sports utility vehicle. And I was going to invest my cash earnings in the stock market. Things are moving in a direction that I'm very excited about. So as you gain momentum, you start to see certain things from that persona, very excited, very purposeful, very passionate. And that was my initiative. So I had this kind of like three-year projection. The car was happening in that season. The house was going to happen in like 18 months. The accumulated wealth projection was going to happen within like 12 months. Very passionate, very strategic, on purpose. And <laughs> it's amazing how we can create adventures for ourselves. The idea of selling drugs for quick, fast money had everything to do with my lack of confidence that I could compete at a high level by going to college, getting a degree, 
whether I get a profession or start my own business, I felt like the only way I was going to win was to somehow be like this clever kid at the age of 20 who got away with something instead of just playing by the rules, playing the game the way the game is set up. I basically cheated. I didn't have faith in my capabilities to perform without cheating. And I got caught (laughs) multiple times. My guest today is Alexis. Alexis is an elementary school teacher, yoga instructor, and she's launching a business as a jewelry designer. She started working with me about six years ago. I chose her for this episode because she has an incredible story about how she learned to trust herself implicitly. Self-trust is very important to the self-awakened lifestyle because at the end of the day, the only person that's truly guiding your path to a life of passion and your desires and purpose is yourself. Okay, take five breaths. When you're ready, explain to me what your intuition is telling you right now. My intuition tells me to find a balance between following your guidance and following my heart. Take five breaths. When you're ready, tell me what you realize about yourself in this very moment. I realize that I trust myself. Okay. So there's a realization that you trust yourself. And I'm assuming that there's a certain kind of feeling, an intuitive feeling. Mm -hmm. There's a sensation in your body. I trust myself. Yeah. Trust yourself to do what? To make decisions that support where I am on my path and as I move along my journey right now. So in the present moment. Take five breaths. Go underneath the exhale. Allow your spine to be long, but it's okay to be heavy in the exhale. And think heavy and grounded. Heavy and grounded. Rooted. Okay, so there's certain things that you trust yourself to be able to do. Mm -hmm. And then I'm assuming that there's certain things that you don't trust yourself to be able to do. That's interesting. What are those things that you do not trust yourself to be able to do? I don't know that. So that language feels interesting and slightly uncomfortable. Pause right there. Pause right there. Mm -hmm. What word felt uncomfortable? That I don't feel able to trust myself like that. Pause right there. So you have an opportunity to share why you trust yourself. In order to share that opportunity on what it feels like to trust yourself, what's the philosophy, Mm -hmm. what's the, what's the code, what's the formula that allows you to trust yourself? That automatically means that there's a moment where you don't. Uh How fair is that? Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's very fair. I see it now. Okay. So pause right there. So don't worry about the language. Don't worry about the language. What do you find yourself having trouble with when it comes to trust? Physically, I'll feel it. And when it's something that feels outside of my comfort zone. So now there's comfort zone and then there's uncomfort zone. And what I'm hearing is when you're in uncomfort zone, what happens? I uh, tense up physically, 
you know, the muscles in my body, the muscles in my face, um, my mind, perhaps I could describe it as it starts racing or it leaves the moment. Watch how your mind works, meaning feel the sensations in your brain, in your eyeballs, in your face. Exhale into those sensations. I'm asking you to watch yourself turn the uncomfort zone into pure energy. Exhale to tap into it. Inhale to the back of your brain to absorb that energy into your consciousness so you can see from multiple perspectives. You have the ability to turn the uncomfort zone into what? An empowering experience. Comfort zone. Okay. Because we're in this potential empowering moment. So something can shift in this moment. If we choose, what would you love to have shift? My perspective. Perspective around what? Experiences. See the experience. See it with vivid detail. Now feel it. You have a perspective around that moment and we can shift that perspective. Talk to me about this moment. So it's the moment I put my jewelry out there, I launch a website. Mm. So you have a perspective around this. What's your perspective? It feels um, overwhelming, a little scary. Tell me what you see. What do you see happening that's so scary, that's so overwhelming? What I'm feeling is at the root of, of all of it is maybe this feeling of what if I'm not good enough? Stop right there. You're building your mental model, you're building your argument, you're building your narrative off of premises that I am not willing to accept. And I'm asking you to look at the premise first before you start to create this whole novel and a Netflix series that really validates why you can't move forward. It's hard as hell to manifest when you're not operating from a foundation of truth. So mental modeling is something that's automatic, meaning we, based on memory, based on our experiences, will feel something and there's a snapshot that pops up into our mind. We may not recognize it, but we recognize um, this is the reality that I believe that I'm living in. Self-awakened lifestyle is saying, notice that moment and then right away respond by promising to fulfill your potential in that moment. So yeah, it's okay. You can feel something that is less empowering and you might even label it in that split second and then right away, great. What's the potential here? How can I live up to this potential? What decision could I be making right now that is not in alignment with me living in passion? So when we start to understand the curiosities that we're exploring in this fraction of a second while we're creating a mental model, we begin to understand that either we're going to build a house of cards, which will soon blow away, or we're going to build off a very powerful foundation of self-esteem, uh, growth mindset, the ability to explore mistakes and remain curious and develop. That's the type of mental model that I'm trying to allow her to create by first understanding that the model that she is currently creating 
is increasing the probability of moving away from a life of passion. So are you saying that feeling that statement I have is misaligned? Okay, misaligned is a word. I'm saying you feel something and it's uncomfortable. Most entrepreneurs feel something that's uncomfortable. And when you start to think about it, like, damn, what is this feeling? I am not good enough. You start with that. I don't know how we can build with that premise. I think that's a false premise, that you're not good enough. So you want to be an entrepreneur, a part-time entrepreneur, and you feel a certain kind of way. Right. Sometimes it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Let's assume that it has nothing to do with you not being good enough. What do you want that feeling to be, that uncomfortable feeling? What do you want it to mean for you? That uncomfortable feeling, I want that to be like uh, excitement. The uncomfortable feeling, you want to turn it from something that's uncomfortable into something that feels exciting. Yeah. Okay, cool. Don't give it any labels. Don't call it anxiety. Don't call it fear. Just call it tension in my chest. See it from an energetic perspective. Fast vibration in my chest and a bit of tension. Think about that fast vibration in your chest, a little bit of tension. Exhale into that because I want you to watch that tension melt away. And I want you to watch you be the catalyst of that tension. My face becomes relaxed. My jawline becomes relaxed. My shoulders become relaxed. Nothing has changed except for how I'm experiencing feelings. Nothing has changed except for my state of being. And when you're ready, talk to me about that amazing, beautiful sensation that allows you to know that you're living with passion. I see it. The heart beating quickly, that love center in the body, that there's energy behind the action steps I'm taking because this is something I love so much. I have to ground myself and connect with this feeling and this energy in a positive way and understand this is passion that I'm feeling. Yeah. It's a realignment. Yeah. Yeah. So Alexis and her desire to build a life filled with passion is exploring part-time entrepreneurship for her when she measures her life, the success and the purpose of her life, a big part of that success is accomplishing the building of a successful business. As a jewelry maker, a solo entrepreneur, she embraces it because it taps into her creativity. It allows her to use her body in a purposeful way, in her imagination. And it also helps her to build relationships. But like most entrepreneurs who have a passion for something, me included, it's easy to start to fall behind our success measures because of overwhelm. The momentum shifts. It becomes almost like a burden. It becomes very challenging. I think most of us spend time trying to make decisions and navigate from the space of the mind. When there's so much to be offered by those little signals in the body, there's so much to be gained I think that's the beautiful thing about what Alexis has to offer. How does Alexis gain these type of capabilities around knowing the body, connecting with the body? It's so beneficial, but yet so many of us don't take advantage of it. So how did Alexis come to 
really have this body connection. Like many of us, the huge, powerful lessons that we learned come from overcoming some beautiful, powerful challenges. I'm curious about this ability to feel. Tell me about some moments in your life where your body was talking to you, you felt something very, very strong, and you felt you had to listen to what your body was telling you. What does that look like for you in your life? Oh, gosh. This has to be at least 13 years ago. I was not feeling well. Um, I just, I knew that something was off. Uh, I was struggling with fatigue, which I, it was the first time I'd ever experienced that. So different from feeling tired. It's like you're dragging a weight around. The mental fatigue is also there, but the, and, and that, you know, oh, I can't wait to, to get some sleep. It's a tremendous effort to physically get up and do things and move throughout your day from a physical perspective. There were times I remember I would intend to go to work and I would get up and shower to get ready and end up right back in bed. Like the shower knocked me out physically. And I'm going through the motions. I'm doing what needs to be done, but I would rest on the weekends. And, you know, I have this passion and this zest for life to experience things. And that just wasn't an option. I physically needed to rest, to recharge, to be as ready as I could be for my responsibilities. What did that mean to you? Like, oh my God, like who, like what's happening to me? What's going on? What's happening? Why is this happening? And I don't know what it is, but I know this doesn't feel right. And I thought, okay, I don't have to live this way. Let me reach out. Let me ask for help. So. I started to reach out. I spoke with friends about what was going on. I reached out to my physician. I saw other specialists. I don't know what to do. I'm not feeling right. And also there was a feeling of overwhelm, right? You know, you have certain responsibilities and then you have this task of solving a mystery, essentially. That's what it felt like. And where does one begin? They ran blood work and they they did tests and you know, in, in a way, Esco, there were blessings that there were certain tests that came back negative. That's amazing. But okay, we're still left with this question. And the answer would be like, okay, good news. It's not XYZ, but then I don't know what to tell you. I started looking at medical professionals that are not a part of the traditional world, right? So, um, I did work with an acupuncturist and that was actually helpful. It would provide some relief, I guess you could say. I started to feel a bit more like myself, but again, still not 100% and still the mystery hadn't been solved. There was an alternative medicine doctor that I had worked with and uh, she explained to me sort of the connection that there were things that can happen with your hormonal system, you know, that can throw things off in the body. And I feel like a light bulb went on, but also a bit overwhelmed. And after that appointment, I started being my own advocate and really speaking up and I started to better inform myself. And so I started to do my own research and that triggered, um, I think I, at that point thought there might be something off with my thyroid. 
the puzzle pieces are starting to come together. I'm starting to get some clarity as a possibility of what might be going on. And you're very driven, passionate about solving this problem because you've got to get it solved. Yeah. Okay. And you show up for yourself in a certain kind of way and you start doing your research and enhancing your, not just your knowledge, not just your intellect, but pattern recognition. You got very, very curious about something specific around the thyroid and you use pattern recognitions to find a needle in a haystack almost. I'm bringing this up because I do want to continue with the thyroid just because to me, it represents a specific model on how we can behave around solving puzzles. Okay. Imagine your business, you have passion for it. You really want it to happen. Similar type of puzzle. How do you show up and solve? Okay. Keep that in your frame. Thank you for that parallel. I like it. Okay. So this sort of unfolded over the course of a few years. Over years. It took you years to solve this puzzle. So you already know how to do that, to work for years to solve complex things. Okay, continue. So I remember I made that connection that I thought it could have been my thyroid. And I met with an endocrinologist. And it was interesting that according to how they were reading the blood work, everything was fine. And um, I remember pushing and I went to my primary care doctor. I followed up with her and I said, look, I want an ultrasound of my thyroid. I just, I want it to be checked. There's no harm in doing it because I've explored numerous options and this is a quick, easy test. I want to see what's going on, even though the levels are, according to the physician, they're okay. And they found in the, the ultrasound that there were nodules and they did a biopsy and it was cancerous. Multiple years, heavy, complex, frustrating puzzle. Final piece, you have thyroid cancer. When you saw that final piece, what happened in your mind, in your life, in your narrative? My heart was racing and there was a like a void in my, my stomach and my gut because I've been searching for so many answers. And I think this was just another puzzle piece. Like I was just thinking it was another piece going into the puzzle, you know, and, and then I hear that. So, so that those were the sensations in the body. And then I think once that settled, it was a feeling of like, I knew it. I knew that there was something, I knew something was off. You know, we know best, we know our bodies, especially if we're connected with ourselves. So, you know, there was this reminder of like, always trust yourself and always be your own advocate. You know, does it help to receive guidance from others? Yes. But I think there's a balance between, okay, there's guidance and also connecting with myself and listening to that inner voice, that intuitive guide and finding the balance with the two. Especially if it requires that you be the advocate for yourself. Yeah. yeah. And not only the advocate, but the head researcher, the head engineer, the executive producer, the one who's writing the script, the one who's the main actress, the one who's putting the whole thing together, the financier, and you're the audience watching this whole thing happen. I totally agree with that. 
So what happens when an expert tries to give you some advice that is eh, kind of going against the grain of your intuition? The first thing that comes to mind is to ask questions, dig deeper, gain some clarity around why. Where does that come from? So this is what I'm hearing. And you let me know if this resonates with you. Multiple year journey turns out to be very, very, very serious. And you step up to the plate. You get hyper-focused. You get enough insight, enough knowledge, enough perspective to be critical of experts, to question them. And your endeavors exploring jury making can match, in my opinion, out of this situation, the skill set for solving something very serious, the ability, the knowledge, the experience is already in you. So that same approach, laser focus, the ability to look at somebody who's a so-called expert, but you have so much insight and so much research that you've conducted that you can actually challenge this so-called expert in the jewelry business, in your entrepreneurship work. I agree with that. I love it. I love it. Again, because the opportunity for you to own this story and to allow it to be ingrained in some of your business modeling and your behaviors as an entrepreneur, brutal honesty. So things can happen, complex, experts don't understand it, but you go and figure it out. You know how to slow down and start to bring in your other resources, start to enhance or start to display other parts of your performance of self-care and, you know, really honoring moments that for most people or a lot of people, they wouldn't be able to come out of that. Thank you. I made a decision prior to the surgery. I had turned a corner and decided to enjoy my life again. I, I got to make that decision, right? I decided to go on a retreat to, I guess, in a way, make sure I got into a positive headspace and really connect with myself on a healthy level, right? And to go into the surgery, the best possible Alexis I could be at that time to almost in a way, like set myself up for success, right? Like a healthy approach to moving forward and to healing. Talk to me about the retreat. It was several several weeks, actually, and there were a lot of opportunities to reflect on life experiences and to really be present with myself. It was a beautiful opportunity, definitely challenging at times, right? But when I came back, I felt a levity, but also a peacefulness. And um, I had the surgery a short time after I came home, knowing everything would be okay. And that's not to say like, I'll never have to think about this again. It was whatever happens with this or anything in life, everything will be okay. I will be okay. Yeah. Okay. So some of the major takeaways is passion based on short-term successes. So I have this big, big idea. I'm very passionate about it. And then we break it down into smaller projects that are fueled by passion. We start to have success in those smaller projects and then build momentum. So Alexis got very focused when she knew she had no option and she wanted to take care of herself. She wanted to address the issues that she was feeling in her body. She wanted to make sure that she showed up for herself 
as a person who's you know experiencing thyroid cancer. She broke it down into very powerful steps and started executing at high levels with those projects, with those goals. Started to build momentum. The first takeaway is this mental focus piece, this awareness of motivation, this acknowledgement of frustration. I have to get this done. I am the only one who's gonna show up for myself. I have to advocate for myself. And not only that, I have to do my research. I have to be on top. I have to take charge. Short-term success, very powerful. The second takeaway is, what is our approach to self-care as we ignite this short-term powerful path towards success? How do we address self-care? How do we infuse it into this powerful short-term approach towards success? And the way that we do it, and the way that we assess it, and the way that we stay connected to it, is allowing the body to dictate what is the appropriate level of energy output, what's the appropriate preparation for high levels of energy output. If the body is not ready, yet and still you're motivated in your mind, appropriate levels of self-care is asking us to slow down, let the body catch up, let the body be ready, and then go ahead and execute powerful, short-term plans to success. Third takeaway, how do I increase energy by allowing myself to recover during the phase of high levels of execution? How do I increase my energy? Now, what we saw in Alexis is this mental focus, this ability to sit and contemplate and educate her mind. So now that her mind can see clearly, she can make better decisions in alignment with what she's feeling in her body. So her body's saying something, but it won't speak scientific language. It'll speak a different somatic type language. And she's being responsible to educate and give that somatic experience language. And that helps to clear her mental model. That helps her to move faster, be more efficient. And that increases her energy because now she's using this powerful motivation, this passion, this frustration, this desire, this need to survive. She's using that energy in a very efficient, calculated way. Final takeaway, when you show up in this beautiful harmony connection between the body and the mind and purpose, you're looking to survive, you're looking to thrive, settle into your body and use that beautiful intelligence of the cell, the intelligence of the body, it's genius. Tap into the body, slow things down so you can move much faster with purpose and execute your precise plan at the highest levels of success. And that is living with passion. I am Esco Wilson, and you've been listening to The Self-Awakened Lifestyle. You can find out more about me at theselfawakenedlifestyle.com. I'd like to thank Alexis for coming to the show today. For those who don't know, Alexis is actually my very first coaching client ever. I really appreciate her for allowing me to make all my mistakes <laughs> and learn by working with her. She's a very great person. She's a beautiful person. The Self-Awakened Lifestyle is part of Miracy FM Podcast Network which also includes shows like Soul Savvy Business and Once Upon a Business. This episode was produced by Cynthia Lamb. Melissa Deal assembled the episode. 
Danny Eaney is our executive producer, and post-production was by Post Office Sound. So you don't miss upcoming episodes. Please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. If you like the show, please leave us a five-star review. It really does help us out. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.